Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dean Rogers. Welcome back to the Dean Rogers Show. Today, I've got a red-headed special guest, Mr. Bob McIntosh. What's up, Bob? <laughs> what's happening? Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, welcome to the Dean Rogers Show, where we talk about real deals that we're doing and bring on awesome guests to talk about how they're finding success in their business to inspire and motivate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right. See you on the show. Good to see you, man. We've known each other for a long time. Um, you told the story the other day, so I'm going to tell it now too. Uh, a fun story. story. The first time we met, I had known about you because of uh, the coaching program I was in and a part of. We'll get into that later. Um, but knew about you and, uh, you had put out a call to action asking if anybody had an a Xbox that you could borrow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, being that I was married, um, and, uh, all dreams of, uh, playing video games had kind of left and gone out the door because, you know, real housewives was, you know, taking priority of the TV. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could lend you my Xbox. And so, uh, you saved me in your phone as Xbox guy which we, we realized when we, we saw each other, we rediscovered after uh, not seeing each other for a while. And we're like, Hey, do we have each other's numbers? And I was in there as Xbox guy. That's too good. <laughs> which by the way, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about that after I told that on mine and I was like, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I, I think about, it. I used to play video games all the time, like all the, like in college, even oh, like, like constantly. Dude, I, I could have been, I, so in today's, world today's environment of what the video game world has become i'm right. not joking i'm not like overstating this i could have been professional i really could have i could have got paid to play i was the guy playing call of duty getting nukes the guy you know the <laughs> jerk who got a nuke after like being in the game for five minutes when you're playing team deathmatch or whatever like i was the dude getting nukes and ending the game early because i just annihilated you know 50 people without dying like i was good dude um <laughs> But uh, yeah, then I then I had to grow up and like and different 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 role, different times. I think back yeah. to that. That's a that's a whole that's a whole different conversation for another time, I guess. Yeah, no, dude. If it was the environment today, I would have loved to uh, keep right. that going. Those were some fun times. But anyways, um, if you guys don't know Bob, uh, he started in real estate, lost a bunch of money on his first deal. Um, I have some experience losing a bunch of money. Um, then he got good at what he did, figured out what he did uh, wrong, tweaked that. You moved to the entire opposite side of the country. You've transitioned into uh, learning how to do digital marketing, raising money. Uh, fun fact, I don't want to miss this. You used to hack banks. Um, we definitely have to touch on that. Uh, <laughs> and you were an instrumental part of building one of the largest real estate education companies in the nation. And now you do a done for you service for real estate investors on how you can build your business, do deals and scale. So a lot of great stuff. I can't wait to dive into more details. Uh, I know a lot of surface level stuff, but uh, that's why this stuff is fun is learn more. If you guys want to connect with Bob, you can go to go3dc, go the number three dc.com forward slash Bob McIntosh. So um, you guys can connect with Bob there. We'll have it up on the screen so you can see it in the show notes as well. Um, but dude, 
let's let's go back. I don't know if hacking banks was before you got into real estate or what, but let's. It was that that was that was the job um, that okay. I had prior to going full time in real estate. And it was it was cool. Is it, it fun? Short story is. I was in school in Rochester, New York, at RIT, for anyone who knows that. Um, and uh, I was a member, I was like the president of our Is that like a nerd school or something or what? Very, very much nerd and school. And the Rochester. president. Wow, you really yeah. were up there, huh? Oh, all in there, right? <laughs> got got the, the resume of stuff. Um, I love that. Yeah, so for our student association and I, and we, I got connected to a graduate who had graduated. And part of the, the thing is the degree I had, which is management information systems, is very versatile. You can kind of do a lot of different things. It is, yeah. And so the, the, the goal was to say, hey, here's people doing all kinds of different things. And I remember she came in and she started talking about this and I was just mesmerized by the whole idea of it. And then she got done and I was like, I'm going to do that. So literally like she, the, her company was the only place that I applied post-college, the only job I applied for. Wow. Uh, and I got it and like, did, and it was like, it's kind of a crazy like thing to think about to say like, I mean, how insane was I that I only applied to one place, but it worked out, um, got in, did it for a bunch of years, had a lot of fun. Um, you know, and there's a lot more to it than, than hacking per se, but it's the easiest way to explain it to the, the non-tech initiated. So, um, yeah, did a lot of fun, but what it did was it allowed me to travel, see a lot of places and that was always good. And then, uh, you know, for most of us, right, we start out with a job and it funds the lifestyle while we build the business. And that was certainly the case in, in this situation. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Um, that explains, uh, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of your digital background now, right. And, and understanding how all those things tie together and work and, you know, kind of reverse engineering things. So that's really cool, man. Um, so how did you discover real estate then? How did you go from that environment to say, you know, what sounds really great is I want to invest in real estate. I want to flip houses. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to leave college with about 10 grand, um, courtesy of my parents and grandparents. And my family took care of a lot of stuff for me, which, uh, I am infinitely grateful for, uh, Huge even to this day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had this money sitting in my account and I was like, well, what do I do with it? And most everyone I knew in my circle at that point was like, oh, like go to Europe for a couple months and backpack or like, you know, and I was like, no, oh, but I, I can't, like I got this job that pays well, you know, and it's fun. And then I don't want to miss that either. That's obviously a huge opportunity long-term. Uh, and so I was like, I waffled around for a bit, like just trying to figure out what the heck to do. And I finally stumbled on Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he talked about real estate from a investment standpoint. And I never thought about it that way at all. Like it wasn't even on my radar. And I was Crazy, like, right? huh real estate. That sounds interesting. So, uh, I, I call my dad cause, uh, and he was an entrepreneur himself for a long time. I knew he knew a lot about a lot of things. Um, and I was like, Hey, like I want to buy some real estate. He's like, okay. And like, th this is 2008. So this is, you know, <laughs> like, like just to give you guys like, like, first of all, you know, everything's like falling apart at this point. That's right around yeah. that time. Um, Everything is, there's education companies didn't exist, not like they do today. There was no YouTube videos around this stuff, or if there was, there they were very in between. There's books um, that you would buy, like, you know, Robert Allen and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, shoot, who else? Uh, I mean, like, just like some of the OG people you probably haven't heard from in a long time, but, uh, you know, those folks. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I want to buy, I want to buy real estate. And so my dad stumbled across his guy who built his house owned a duplex in my hometown. And he's like, yeah, he's selling it for 110,000. You know, numbers look good. Like, do you want to buy it? I was like, I, I, I guess. I was like, I don't, know, I don't know what I'm doing, right? But sure. So I bought this duplex. Um, and that was, again, you could, I put $10,000 down because you could do that back then. That was a, a, you know, a thing. Or actually, I think I put like 11,000 on, which is 10% because you could get a loan. I had my W-2 income. So I was bankable at that point in time. 
and got a loan and that was my first thing and i was like okay this is great you know about six months later i was like man i'm making about 200 bucks a month so it's not anything crazy but it's passive income hitting my you know uh in you know hitting my account every month and i was like this is cool i need a whole lot more of these a whole lot quicker but i was like but i don't have ten thousand dollars again to put down because you know i was like even though i was making good good money um i was still living in chicago it was very expensive you know money disappeared a lot quicker than uh, than i realized it would so uh, that that was the the foray from there into flipping, which we then did our first flip. Lost, I don't know, at least forty thousand dollars. It might actually be more because we weren't necessarily keeping keeping track at that point in time. We just we had no idea what we didn't know. And um, but then found a course uh, online on eBay for a hundred dollars. Um, it was before, uh, and I like this. It was uh, it was not to say it was fortune builders, but it was before fortune builders was fortune builders. It was just like, hey, I bought this rehabbing. Like my dad found it on eBay, bought it for a hundred bucks from some guy used. Listen to the audio CDs because that's how long ago this was. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I was like, I remember listening to him, and he's like, yeah, don't do this, and don't do this, and don't do this, and don't do this. And I was like, I did that, I did that, I did that, I did. That. Oh man, now I see why I I, I messed up. Uh, kind of figured out some of the holes and then, you know, patched, patched up the holes, much like I did in my, my job. And we got better at what we did, started doing more deals. And uh, in the meantime, I ended up moving to LA. So I had to figure out how I could add to the business. And that's where digital marketing came in because 3,000 miles away, you're not going to walk properties or, you know, do anything then. And by the way, again, going back, like this is, this is not when, you know, like Zoom didn't exist. Like if you wanted a video call, you were Skyping somebody because, um, you know, that was a thing. Uh, you know, it was internet speed was way slower so video quality was way lower way more compressed is a very different time back then yeah it's interesting to think uh i think a lot of us that know each other got started around similar times within you know a handful of years and just the level of information technology all those things were so much different and so much uh, harder so now. much I harder. Like, I feel like that's the that I I mean I, I everyone always says that like oh my back in my day I walked uphill two ways you know whatever but I really do honestly think like like I remember um, in uh, the two counties that we've we've purchased ninety eight percent of the houses that we've bought or flipped or worked on in and even now own as rentals um, until sometime around COVID, you couldn't even go online to find property data. It wasn't available online. They were like, no, we don't like the computer system. This is no joke. You would go to the county courthouse. It was an old Unix system, like command line prompt. And that was how you found property record. And then you would print it out on a, like one of those old ones with, with the uh, holes on the side of the paper. And it was like, yeah. rah, 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 and you had to like tear off the side. Like that's how you got property report um, until 2020. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I think what's interesting about that is because there was less information, it was harder. There, I, I could argue there was less competition, right? For um, sure. But but a lot more effort. Now, information, um, getting in front of motivated sellers is easier, but there's more competition. So it's almost like the scales continue to balance each yeah. other out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, my numbers were my numbers were easier back then, right? Like it took less interactions to close yeah. a single deal because there was less. Now it, it's more interactions, but it, I can find a lot more people too. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's quite interesting. So, um, so you move across the country, right? That's a good idea when you're starting into a new business and Always. you're going to be flipping houses, which a lot of time, you know, a lot of people consider, 
you need to be physically there. You need to see, see it, touch it, um, manage people. So tell me how you figured out being far away, scaling this business, how digital marketing was going to help you and how raising money was part of your journey and, and your skill set that you developed. Yeah. So I, so I had boots on the ground. So, you know, my dad was still in Buffalo and, and my mom, uh, although she didn't participate in the early years, she got in a little bit later on once we kind of had more for, for her to do. Um, cause she has a very great design eye, but she has a very expensive taste. So, uh, not always a good, not always <laughs> a good thing. This when you're is my, this is houses. my wife. Yeah. This is my <laughs> wife. She's like, you should let me do this. I'm like, we do the cheap stuff. You don't like <laughs> any of that stuff. And, uh, that, that's what works for right. us. The countertops you want exceeds my entire budget for the whole house. So right. no, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So no. So you know, I had boots on the ground. So that certainly makes it easier. You've got to have someone you can trust. You know, had so I had that right. Um, what I realized was two things. One, there at least when I got started, and even still, I would say today is this is still somewhat the case. Uh, there's the internet's an untapped resource for lead generation in most cases, especially when it comes to SEO. Uh, I. I we look at all the deals we've done and probably about 40% came from digital marketing of that probably 60% of that 40 came from SEO efforts. Hmm. Um, and they're, they're great. It takes time and effort and energy. Um, and it didn't happen the first few years, but over time it did. Uh, I also, you know, realized then, you know, websites were super important. So I, you know, I had a, some fun building our website. My mentor told me it sucked, had to <laughs> had to kind of eat, eat, eat that a little bit and then, and, uh, re redo it. But, you know, you, I started to realize that there was an opportunity for us to leverage the internet to, to get deals. And, um, even back then you like, well, you could do a lot more on Facebook than you can now. Cause you could run hyper-targeted ads that, you know, it was before they changed the rules and all that. Yeah. So that, that helped to target um, one person's house that you've been trying to get a hold of. You, you could, you could, I know, this I know. is so legit story like we, we would do we would do that kind of stuff like upload you know you could upload a list as small as 20 people and put 19 men and one woman and just target the woman or vice versa whatever like there's some crazy stories about that i mean fun to share but a different time um but yeah so just uh got good at that and then so what i realized is okay like look we can find all these deals and that's great and we connected with a lot of agents um you know i started using i learned early on about email marketing so that's how we connected. I think still today, we've got about 2,600 agents in the Buffalo market on my email list. Um, and, and so just learn to use the internet to our advantage because no one was using it at that point in time. Uh, and I would argue even today, people are not using the internet uh, still, they're using it more, but still not as much as is available um, if you actually took advantage of everything that exists. I would say the average investor taps into less than 20% of what's available to them from an internet marketing standpoint. Um, and most of it's, in my opinion, is because either A, they don't think they're tech savvy enough or, they, or they've overcomplicated it in their head, uh, or B, they simply just don't know that they can do these things because it seems like not very many people talk about that aspect. Um, so yeah, so, uh, you know, did that. And then also, obviously for me, like being 3000 miles away, internets can be done anywhere. I can do all this stuff from any place. So that didn't matter. And then what I also realized is that, you know, our market, the Buffalo market, the pricing is very, very low. It's actually some of the lowest pricing in the whole country. Um, pros and cons to that, you know, pro is it's very easy to raise money for low price point houses. Con is you make one mistake or miss one thing. And all of a sudden your $20,000 profit, which is very average, eviscerates very quickly. Um, 
So, you know, there's, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but uh, I also realized that being out here in LA, when I tell someone, oh, I need a loan to buy a house and they say, well, how much? And I say, I need 120,000. They go, okay, great. So am I going to be like second, third, fourth position? I'm like, no, 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 that's the whole thing. They're like, what do you mean the whole thing? I was like, that's buying the house and fixing it up. That that's every, everything that's payments, that's insurance, that's taxes. That's literally everything I need. And they would just look at you like, wait, how, <laughs> right? Cause uh, yeah. in the West coast, but you know, LA or even San Diego or any of the, you know, some of these bigger markets, it's like, that's not even a down payment for most people, let alone <clears throat> buying and renovating an entire house. Um, and so, uh, it opened people's eyes to the opportunities that exist outside their markets, especially from an investment standpoint. And uh, yeah, so so that got good. And then subsequently, what ended up happening just by default was, you know, I've, I've got all these loans in faraway places. So we had to get good at the internet aspect of communication with our lenders and letting them see deals and building little little portals so they could log in and check out things. Because again, this is before a lot, like now there's software that do all that for you. But back mm -hmm. then, you know, it didn't. Like literally I was, there's a thing called Google Sites, um, which I don't even know if it still exists or not, but it's basically like these little mini websites you could build within your Google account. And so I'd build them for every property that we had lenders on so they could check in and see things because portals like that didn't really exist at the time. Or if they did, they were for big companies, you know, spending tens of thousands a month, which we weren't there yet. So kind of, kind of just had to make it, make it work. And um, the, the crazy part, and I go back to this, and I say this a lot in a lot of these podcasts, but I would say still not that many people are taking advantage of what does exist for internet marketing with real estate investors. They do the most basic bare bones stuff, which is fine. You need to do that stuff, but there's so much more that could be done to generate more money, to generate more leads um, and, and find more people and just build more authority. So let's talk about that. Let's try to peel back the onion. Let's talk about what are these things that people are missing out on, uh, missing out on. So maybe start with what are the things that most people are doing, and then what are like you know some bullet point items of the things that people just don't know how to do, or limiting beliefs, or um, they don't even know about it at all. Yeah. So, um, so here, let's start here. Websites. Everyone understands how powerful a website is, but what most people are not doing is they're not capitalizing on having a great website. Understand that your half-ass attempt on GoDaddy or Wix or you know any of those, for, for that matter, like it, when you put when you put forth a low-quality website, it speaks volumes about who you are to people, whether you want it to or not. By default, they're looking at you going, oh, it's a crappy website, you must be a crappy business. You could be the best thing since sliced bread in your industry. But if your website doesn't communicate that, you're already leaving money on the table. And everyone always says, well, I'm not getting any leads for my website. Well, of course you're not, because either A, it's badly designed, um, B, there's no great call to action or see you're misunderstanding how your website's actually working for you. So first and foremost, understand that your website may not be a direct lead generator, but it will absolutely, um, it will absolutely cost you business because people will go, they'll look up your site and then they'll not call you back from your marketing that they got from you in a direct mail or a postcard or a bandit sign or wherever, right? Because they say, ah, oh, you must not be, you know, you must not be credible if your website looks like this. So. One thing that everyone's doing, but not taking advantage of fully. Okay. That's number one. Um, number two, SEO. I, I like literally, I can't stress this enough. Um, the folks that do SEO effectively have a wealth spring of leads, especially for motivated sellers that no one else does. And the cost is so insignificant compared to the long-term gain 
um, but most investors have a short-term mindset. Um, so let me break down exactly what I mean by that. SEO takes time, takes effort. Like you're not going to put up a blog post today, buy a couple backlinks and be first in Google and make millions of dollars. Like if it worked that way, I'd be on my yacht in the Caymans right now or whatever, right? Like it just doesn't, doesn't quite work like that. We've got to put time and effort and energy into building this process out. Now, the thing though, is that SEO is a cumulative effort over time. Let's say that you invest 15 or $20,000 a year into SEO for your business. Well, as real estate investors, the reality is, um, that kind of investment should lead to one to maybe three deals a year. Okay. Um, on average. So if you, even at one deal for most of us, 20 grand investment for probably at least 20 grand, if not more back out on the back end of a real estate deal makes a lot of sense. If I can get two or three deals, even better, but here's where it gets better. This is where people get it wrong. They think I'm spending 20 grand a year to get one deal. No, you're spending 20 grand a year to get one deal forever more, so long as you continue to spend 20 grand a year. Now, let's just say it's one deal a year and you're spending 20 grand. Well, year one, it's one deal. Year two, that 20 grand produces one more deal plus the one you did before because you're adding on. And then year three, three, you know know what I mean? And the other thing, though, is as time goes on and you do it more consistently long term, one becomes 1.5, becomes 1.8, comes 2.3, becomes four uh, very quickly. And now all of a sudden you're getting, let's say five, six, 10, 15 deals a year from something that you did four, five, six, seven years ago, um, but realize that that's on top of whatever else that you're doing. So it's a, it's a great, like you, you have to be willing to say, I'm gonna play the game for 10 years knowing that in 10 years, that might equate out to literally 20 or 30 deals a year coming into my business. Whether you want them or not, you can wholesale them or whatever. You can just sell the leads. Um, but the long-term gain is there for those who are willing to play the game, but you have to be consistent for a long time to do it. And for most investors, they don't think that long-term. They think, oh, I need a deal today. Okay, right. But what else are you doing to get a deal tomorrow so that you don't have to think about, I need a deal today, tomorrow? Yeah, so I the light bulb went off for me um, couple of years ago when I realized that, you know, more and more people are getting into the game. They're going back to building out the list, doing all this, you know, stuff to, uh, direct mail, cold call text, do all that kind of stuff. And at least in my market, there's a certain point where you've already hit everybody and you've already reached out to them multiple times. And it's like, dude, um, this, this isn't an evergreen type of list, you know? Right. And yes, it's all about timing. Yes. We'll continue to do those things because they do continue to generate deals, but how do we make it so that we can have deals coming to us and, and it'd be a forever thing, like you said. And yeah. so SEO light bulb finally went off of my head a couple of years ago and have been investing in it ever since. And just as a, a testament, about a month, month and a half ago, we had a hundred thousand dollar wholesale deal that we closed. A wholesale deal, and the purchase price was one hundred and eleven thousand. Right, the the sales <laughs> price was two hundred eleven. If you can do easy math, um, but it was through our website, and and we asked the seller multiple times, "Are you sure it wasn't somewhere else?" Or you know, how did you find us? And and I could track the lead and see that it came through the website, but. Are you sure you didn't see us on a postcard or some other type of ad advertising that we did? Nope. It was through the website and like, sure enough. And we've done many other deals through our website too. Um, 
yeah, it's that long-term vision. And at first, especially if you don't have the money for it, it's a hard pill to swallow. But if you're in the position where you can start to really build your brand, build your presence and have the long-term in, in mind, you're not here just for a quick, easy buck. Um, dude, it, it'll pay off. It'll crush it. I always tell them, like, imagine how much money you're spending on wholesale fees and what you could do with that same amount of money to generate your own leads, right? And, and not have to pay the price that you're paying, paying $100,000 more than you could have gotten yourself. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, right? Like, yeah. hey, wholesalers, do your, shoot your shot, get what you can, right? I, I, respect, I respect that for sure. Um, but when I look at any other investor, I'm like, that's great. Wholesales are a great starting point, but what else can you do to generate your own leads? Because that's always going to always going to result in more profit for you because you're not having to, you know, pay somebody else's price. You're paying your price. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So you talked about SEO. Um, you talked about having your website. What else can someone be doing? Yeah. And so uh, the, the next thing I would say is social media, but specifically everyone wants social media to get leads for like sellers. Cause that's what it seems like everyone wants, but just understand that social media is not going to get you leads for sellers. It doesn't work that way. Not, not really. Right. Like sure. We can maybe run some paid advertising on Facebook with lists that we upload, you know, that we upload. Yeah. Okay. Sure. There's, there's some aspect to it, but social media for you as an investor, if you're listening or watching this, it should be for two things to build your investor buyers list and to raise capital. Those two things can be done very easily, very effectively, uh, and subsequently have a complementary effect upon your business because we all need more money. We all need more investors in our, in our, uh, our list, whether it's that we're buying from or selling to or involving with. I've also found that investors make great lenders. Why? Because they get it. I don't have to sell them the idea of real estate as an investment, right? They get it. They're already doing it. So those two, those two things and understand that um, social media is your free, and I say free, you know, with a caveat, the platforms are free. Obviously it takes time or paying someone for their time to make it work, but it's a free platform. You don't have to pay to be on social media and it will absolutely boost your authority. Boosting your authority boosts your attention. Boosting your attention brings you opportunity. Uh, case in point, um, I've had two different hotel offers brought to me that both looked great. Neither one of them worked out, unfortunately, which is not, all, you know, sometimes the case, but, um, just cause I was like, I posted about, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm, uh, and I'm looking for these, right. People said, Oh, Hey, here you go. Right. Same with, we're working on some self storage stuff right now. I get people that are bringing me self storage things, you know, again, not all of them work out, but Hey, the, the simple fact is that just by being present online, people are now bringing opportunities to me. That did that didn't even exist in my world for no cost. And when I say no cost, again, like you know, I'm not actively having to market to get these things like we do with many of our our, our leads. Um, and then further, like that attention opens up more opportunities for lenders, for podcasts, for speaking, which just further perpetuates the circle even more. Um, so focus your social media efforts on those things, and you're going to see traction that helps when combined with the other two things I just talked about. Yeah. I couldn't be a, more of a believer in that because again, something I really neglected, didn't fully understand. Um, you know, I wasn't, uh, some influencer. I wasn't dancing on social media, doing anything like that, doing the trend. Were shaking stuff. that butt on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. I could shake the butt, just wasn't doing it on TikTok. Um, but you know, wasn't doing the trendy videos of, you know, the funny couple stuff or like the funny kind of, uh, meme kind of stuff, but I hadn't really fully grasped the opportunity, which is building your brand, 
and you, you hit the nail on the head. Like when you do that and you're less focused, cause we, we get one track minded of, Oh, social media. I want to get sellers. Like people are going to sell me their house through social media, you know, and you're saying, Hey, look guys, I can buy your house for cash. Like, you know, filming your, your selfie video you're not going to really, that's not who you're going to attract. You're going to attract your, your audience, your peers, others that are in, in the industry. And if you're building the brand of like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. These are the opportunities, the, you know, the type of deals that I'm doing. Um, these are ways that we can work together. These are opportunities for you to work with me. Then that's a whole nother game. And it opens up so many other doors, deals start, you know, you start attracting deals uh, attracting money, different types of opportunities that you didn't otherwise really think of, you know, um, mm-hmm. it becomes a way more fun game when you start to get into that personal brand. No doubt about 100%. it. And also like, think about this too, right? Like, even if you could attract sellers on social media, do you really want a hundred thousand motivated sellers as your followers? Like let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Like, they're gonna sell you a house one time. I mean, hopefully they'll never have to work with you ever again because they almost, the like for the most part, the only time someone works with us as an investor is when they're in some sort of financially distressed situation. Like if they're not in a financial distress situation, almost never are they going to actually work with someone like us because it just, just that's the way it works. Now, of course, there's the, the you know, occasional um, exception to that rule, but for the most part like that. So do you really want a bunch of people who are only ever going to work with you one time, hopefully ever, and that never again following you on social media? Eh, probably not. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, so uh, you develop these skills, you understand how, how it works, it helps you grow your business. Talk about helping build the largest real estate education company. Like what, what was involved in that? What did that look like? Yeah. So specifically within that, I built the platform that taught students how to do kind of what we're talking about here is how do I leverage digital marketing as an investor specifically to build my business? Um, and, and the, the fun thing, uh, and frustrating thing, cause it's simultaneously both is the world of digital marketing is constantly changing. Even just in the last four months, That's like crazy. what I would have talked about in January is different than what I'm talking about, you know, today to a certain extent. Um, and so understand that this world of digital marketing as an investor is always changing. And so even if you plug into the best education that exists today in six months, 12 months, 18 months, it's probably going to be something different again. So it's important to always stay in touch. And that was one of the things that I had a lot of fun doing and why what we built was successful is because I geek out on this kind of stuff, right? Like I'm the guy that's up at two o'clock in the morning, still watching uh, Instagram and TikToks, not because I'm sucked into the algorithm, but because I'm like, okay, well, what about this? Like, why is he doing this? Let me go to this guy's account. What is he doing there? Okay, why is that getting more traction? Let me read the comments. Oh, that's why. Okay, like, like I'm like social engineering the entire thing to figure out what's actually working and why it's working so that I can go back to my clients and say, or my audience and say, hey, this is what I'm finding. This is what we're seeing. This is what's happening right now in the space. And everything changes at such like, uh, and by the way, it's all a weird circle of marketing uh and social right now especially like facebook's now back to being the best platform even though it was the crappiest maybe about eight months ago right instagram's now the worst even though eight months ago it was the best TikTok had a brief surge in there and it kind of fell back off again and now it's kind of climbing back again it's like this weird like i don't know everything changes constantly but um what works for that is staying on top of it and and i don't uh mean for most of you as investors that that's what you should be doing because if all you did was 
the same thing I did, you would have no time to actually invest. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about your business. Uh, you got a done for you real estate um, service, right? For real estate investors. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's let's kind of unpack that a little bit. What does that look like for you to go work with these other real estate investors? What kind of service do you provide? Yeah. So we have four core services within our business. We can do a lot of things, but the four core services are, we'll build you a great website. Uh, in fact, we for, even if you're a brand new investor, we have a very low cost uh, intro uh, website that has everything that you need ready to go. Um, it's not super, you know, it's not highly customized or anything like that. It's very standardized, but it gets you off the ground and going very quickly without having to spend a bunch of money. Cause I think that's, again, one of the things I see happen a lot is like, you don't need to go drop 10 grand to have a website today, right? Um, is a $10,000 website worth it? Sure. We build them all the time, but for most investors who are just getting started, I'd rather you roll that 10 grand into more marketing, get more deals and come back to me after four or five deals and reinvest it at that point, right? Yeah. Um, so we can do websites. Uh, and then I I truly believe in one of the other things we didn't get into yet, which is uh, having, we have a, our own CRM, which is focused on helping you communicate better with sellers, lenders, investors, buyers, contractors, all of these folks, right? Because communication is key. Uh, if you do not communicate with your potential audience, you will not get deals. Like uh, it's, and when I say deals, could be seller deals, could be investors buying your deals, it could be uh, PMLs lending you money on your deals. Like they're all deals at the end of the day, right? But we have to communicate with them in an effective manner. Um, so we've plugged in some of the systems that I've developed to help make that happen faster, easier, and more automated. And then we also do SEO, which we just talked about a little bit before, and we do paid advertising. Uh, and we can do a lot of other things, but that's the core services of what we offer. Now, when it comes to social media, we do have some stuff, although honestly, we're focusing more on this other these other four areas. Why? Because they're generating more um, revenue for people off the bat, and that's kind of what we're really, really about. Okay, so if someone is, what what's the ideal type of person that comes to you? Someone that comes to you, they need help with their business. What What is that? investor look like? Yeah. So uh, I would say falls into two categories. First is you're a brand new investor. You're trying to get off the ground, trying to get your either your first deal or you're on like maybe your your sub five deals at this point in time, right? So you're you're still in the, the firmly in the realm of new. Um, and you're like, hey, I'm ready to, you know, make my mark, you know, on online. I really want to make sure that people know who I am. They can find me uh, and, you know, start building that brand of your business. That would be ideal customer number one or client number one. Uh, the second is, let's say you're, uh, I'd say a mid-level to even a more advanced level investor. You've got, you know, a bunch of deals in your belt and you're like, hey, I'm ready to take it up a notch. I want to generate more leads, more authority, more attention. Um, I really want to build this thing out. Um, that's sort of the second phase that we can help you in. Sweet. Okay. Um, well, perfect, man. So again, and again, uh, just real quick, just in yeah. the digital space, right? Like I'm not a direct mail guy. Like I can point you to some people for direct mail. I have connections and all the other things, but in the digital space, that's, you know, if you want to help there, that's what we do. Awesome. So you said people can find you at go three dc.com. So that's go the number three dc.com forward slash Bob McIntosh. Um, dude, it's been great to have you on, uh, diving through your story. What's, uh, what, what are some kind of parting words you want to, you want to leave for the audience? Yeah. So I, the, the biggest thing I can tell you is <clears throat> the next 12, you know, I know exactly when this is coming out, but you know, uh, in 2023, 2024, maybe even 2025, right. 
there's massive opportunity for all of us as investors to really pick up a lot of wealth. Um, but the people who do that, the people who are going to be able to do that are the ones who are going to take digital marketing seriously because it's going to enable you to connect with more people who have the opportunities you need or want and have the money that you need to make all this happen. Because let's be real, you know, unless you're independently wealthy, for most of us, we need to borrow money to buy all these properties. Um, so using the internet to capture both of those is going to be your best bang for your buck over the next 12 to 36 months. Uh, and I would love to be a part of that. The site that Dean just gave um, has my contact information. You have my cell phone, you have my email, you have all my socials, reach out to me whatever way you prefer. And let's just chat and see what you what you got going on. And I'll, I'll, I'll be transparent with you about whether I can or can't help you. Awesome, man. Well, dude, you got me excited about investing over the next couple of years. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, someone is listening to this and could really use your help and, and connect with you. So again, thanks for being on. Um, until next time, everybody. Peace.